Welcome to our second series of the Live Literature Company podcasts. I am Valerie Dalton, founder and artistic director of the company. In this second season, our focus will be on deafness, disability or empowerment. Episode one is linked to the relaunch of our film, Shakespeare and Sign Language, on Wednesday, September the 16th. You will be able to view this on the Live Literature Company YouTube. We are relaunching this to coincide with International Week of the Deaf in the last week of September. Many years ago, someone at the Eckhart Conference asked me to bring an awareness of the deaf into my work. This film is the result. My idea in the film was to include a deaf performer working equally with hearing performers, so not in any way to separate off a performer through being deaf, but to fully integrate that person. In a certain sense, this film links with our Series 1 podcasts on war, as it is dedicated to my Uncle Jack Semple, who became profoundly deaf through fighting in the First World War. The Semple family gave funding in support of this film, and my cousin, Professor Stephen Semple, Jack Semple's son, wrote to me in a letter, My father would have been proud of the film being dedicated to the disability of deafness. I'm delighted to introduce you to Christina Lambie, our sign language consultant on this film. She will speak to you about sign language and the deaf community for the rest of the podcast and has vast experience of working with the deaf community. I am also delighted to tell you that Deaf Action has linked up with us for this film release and podcast and plan to put both on their website. It now gives me great pleasure to include for you the voice of Christina Lambie. Thank you for the introduction, Val. I first became aware of British Sign Language when I was eight years old whilst visiting my family who lived near Oak Lodge School in London, a secondary school for deaf BSL users. I would see the children at the school gate signing to each other and I was fascinated by it. I eventually trained as a note taker and BSL communicator. My first job was at the school where I worked for a number of years. Whilst training, I learned that deaf people with a capital D see themselves as a linguistic minority with their own culture and perspectives about deafness. They do not see themselves as disabled. There are currently about 4,500 BSL users in the UK. BSL was recognised as an official minority language by the UK government in 2003. However, deaf people still struggle to access services in BSL and there is a shortage of BSL interpreters which has an impact on the community. There is still a political drive towards more recognition of BSL, including a legal status and more rights in general for this linguistic minority group. I went on to meet Val, who was teaching a Shakespeare class at the City Lit. 
At the time, I was working for deaf dancers and actors, interpreting for them during the rehearsal process and at times after show talks. This led me to think about how English plays can be translated into BSL. Transitioning from an oral aural language to a visual one. Val and I began to talk about collaborating on Romeo and Juliet. We found native BSL users who were also trained actors to work with. During preparation for the film, we began to translate the scene's overall meaning and discuss themes and context of the play. We then looked at the scenes more deeply in visual terms. Shakespeare's poetry in Romeo and Juliet is particularly visual and the imagery helped us to translate the play into BSL. There is a historical tradition of BSL poetry created by native users, so the language lends itself beautifully to this exercise. BSL has a different word order and grammar to English, but it brings a passion and intensity of its own, which is illustrated in the film. While signing, people maintain constant eye contact, and this creates a strong sense of intimacy and builds a relationship, which is highlighted by the performers. After the film was released, Val was invited to lead a workshop on Romeo and Juliet at the Victorian Albert Museum in London. Participants were taught some BSL. There was also a dance workshop led by Lucy Casson and Barry Grantham. A final acting workshop was designed by Val with a balcony scene directed by her in the main entrance of the gallery. I am delighted the film is being re-released with no voiceover, leaving audiences able to enjoy BSL in its own right without the English translation. This is often how deaf people and other people experience sign language when they are amongst themselves without the use of interpreters. So I think this lends itself very naturally to the overall vision of the film. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christina, for this fascinating personal insight into the BSL world. My thanks also to all of you, our audience, for listening. This podcast is a companion piece to our film, Shakespeare and Sign Language, which we are relaunching this week to link with International Week of the Deaf at the end of September. You will find the link to watch this in the podcast synopsis. Do also check out my company's website, www.theliveliteraturecompany.co.uk and join us to become a member. You will also find a link for the film on our YouTube and also on the website of Deaf Action. Our next podcast in this autumn series on deafness will be focused on Harriet Martineau, who was also profoundly deaf. The launch date is mid-November. Then our December podcast will focus on Beethoven's deafness and we will celebrate his 250th birth anniversary. Until then, stay safe, please, and goodbye.